0: This is Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacy Ross on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: It's Seattle Sports at Night. I'm Seahawks Insider Stacy Ross here with the quarterback Jake Heaps. Uh, the 253 agreeing with me. Stacy, I do the same thing. My alarm goes off at 7 a.m., and then I turn on the live stream on the 710 ESPN app. I mentioned in our last segment that I have our 710 ESPN app yep. on my phone, and I use it as a way to make myself just pull myself out of bed. Because if I play it, then you're just listening to it, and then you, right. you end up waking up eventually. Oh,
0: smart, smart move. Hey, here's the text from the 206. Sorry I'm late. Your boy from the 206 reporting here from San Diego.
1: Oh, what's up, San Diego? We
0: appreciate you oh, tuning in.
1: Hey, also, before I forget, you guys, I completely forgot to say this in the first hour. Oh, yeah? Send us your text questions. Yes. We're doing Ask Us Anything, uh, maybe the best segment ever, every night, at uh, 845. And so send those into the Coors Light text line, 710-710. Anything you want to ask, it could be Seahawks, NFL, uh, I don't know BYU, Washington. Yeah,
0: whatever you want. Whether it it's fo- whether it's football personal? knowledge, sports knowledge, or yeah. or personal.
1: Hey, Jake, what's your favorite kids show that you end up watching and getting way more into than Jackson?
0: I've got a lot, <laughs> and for, that's what happens when you become a parent. Like one, there's there's two really good things about this. Is one. You get to introduce your kids to you know some of the shows that you used to watch, like and, The Wire. And, and yeah, sure, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, and and so you get to inundate them with shows that that you were passionate about, Aww. that you loved, so that you get to rewatch them. You have an excuse to rewatch these kids' shows, right? And that in would your mind, be weird. it's like I'm
1: watching it with my kid. It's an, I'm not watching the Animaniacs. I'm, I'm just ar- teaching Jackson about it.
0: Animaniacs, yeah, uh, all the Disney shows, right? Like. Uh, big fan, big fan of all of those. So it, it's a very nice perk. The other downside of it is, is that there are new shows that come out, and sometimes they want to watch these shows that are garbage, and you have to, you are forced to have to watch them. And uh,
1: what's the worst of them? Um, like, what's the last one where you were like, I, I don't know if I can sit here. Oh, uh, I might have to take a, the L. That's a
0: tough one. I this is. Um, trying to think right now I, I'm forget, gosh I'm blanking on the name of the show tell me the premise
1: was, of it because that might be bad enough it was itself. like
0: an anime type show I don't know how Jacks even got onto the show yeah it, it was like was it like Naruto it, it looked like um, like a version of Power Rangers type of mm. deal and it was it actually turned into like this anime cartoon thing that was awful and he loved it he wanted to watch it oh. every day and so Brooke and I finally were like sorry buddy it's broken the show's broken <laughs> you yes we did oh. so that was our only way to get him off of it
1: <laughs> you guys are cold-blooded we keep had, family cold-blooded We had
0: that's to that's tough
1: it. you need to get jackson into shows that you can watch too hey jackson let's watch westworld you know what i mean jackson you want to yes. watch game of thrones like let's get into some good stuff <laughs> that we yes. can enjoy as a family we're gonna take a quick look around the nfl Because there is a lot going on already through two weeks. Maybe the biggest news, easily the biggest news actually, uh, from today was the injury news for both Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees, staples of the NFL for years and years and years. Ben Roethlisberger done for the season with, uh, was it a UCL injury in his elbow? Essentially something that would require Tommy John surgery. Yes,
0: it looks like that, yep.
1: Uh, So his pitching career.
0: His pitching career is no longer.
1: Um, and then Drew Brees with a thumb yes. injury. Yes, sorry, sorry. Head.
0: 253, you texted in, Mini Force. That's Mini exactly Force? what it was. Mini Force. This, I'm
1: not interested Horrific
0: in show. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I it was saw important
1: that. information. I
0: appreciate you, 253. Helped me out there. Uh, and when this you look, it
1: looks like trash. It,
0: it, it is <laughs> absolute trash. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously having that injury, sustaining that injury, uh, obviously leaves them in a big lurch, but Hey, Mason Rudolph actually looked very, very sharp filling in during the Seahawks game. I mean, I he played very you, well.
1: Do you think that, okay. Cause I, I, the reaction I was seeing from Pittsburgh Steelers fans, which is really the reaction you'd see from any fan base. If your starting quarterback goes out is season's done. Yeah. But, uh, Jim Moore and you both said, you know, Rudolph's legit. And G. Scott, actually, who was in the sports bit earlier today, yeah. were all like, you know what, pick up Mason Rudolph. This, I had this, been this is a
0: kid who's played all four years, who's tough. He's got the physical tools. Um, he is a leader, uh, the the person that uh, really uh, you wouldn't mind taking over a situation. And, and he displayed, his, he showed great poise, great confidence, moving forward obviously there's going to be growing pains in that but the Steelers making this trade with Minka Fitzpatrick coming back to that mm-hmm. you don't make this trade unless you have confidence exactly that your you quarterback can up. still play yeah you gave yep. up a first round pick and if it goes wrong for you then it's a potential top 15 top 10 pick and that's a horrible trade in the long run so uh, I look at that moving forward and and I think that the Steelers uh, do feel confident in in Uh, in him and then the Saints obviously when you have Drew Brees who is the heart and soul of the New Orleans Saints who is without him Mm -hmm. your Super Bowl chances are absolutely dashed in my opinion
1: see here's where we disagreed I'm not saying they're a a Super Bowl team anymore although I did say that Friday I should have pulled that sound as well I said (laughs) I think I'm taking them to the Super Bowl maybe any team that I say I'm taking to the Super Bowl will will now stay
0: far away from the Seahawks be
1: squandered that's right um where you and I differ is, I think I believe the Mason Rudolph hype. I can I can get on that. I think that as he started to settle in against a Seahawks defense that still had all of their starters in, um, he he still managed to scramble. He uh, found Juju Smith Schuster for a big gain. Um, still managed to do some things. Teddy Bridgewater I think is also another great backup situation in New Orleans. I don't know that you agree with me.
0: I don't. I, I don't. Based off of what I saw, I mean, it's a tough situation. You're you're playing on the road versus the Los Angeles Rams. You're getting thrown in there. Uh, Aaron Donald is, is coming after you. I mean, it, it's a tough situation. However, just body language of Teddy Bridgewater was not good. Uh, he didn't look crisp in that moment. I, I just did not like what I saw. And my bold take and prediction is that Taysom Hill, during these six weeks, while Drew Brees is out, if not longer, that Taysom Hill was going to eventually be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. In the preseason, there was big controversy over this, actually, that Teddy Bridgewater did not look good and sharp in the preseason, mm-hmm. and that Taysom Hill was a fun, dynamic player who made big plays. I think Taysom Hill is going to provide a better spark for the Saints than Teddy Bridgewater. So we'll wait and see on what happens.
1: I'm real curious to see Teddy Bridgewater in Seattle this weekend. Obviously, uh, I'm actually predicting a Seattle win, unlike I did last week. I think it's going to be a really close one and a really tough one. I probably wouldn't have done so with Drew Brees, but I still think Teddy Bridgewater gives you some insurance there. I still, I mean, I do, I do believe right? that like, he'll
0: he'll look better. I mean, Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds right. in the game. He'll get these guys dialed in.
1: Um. Yeah, lots of interesting quarterback stuff happening just all around the league with Sam Darnold and then Trevor Simeon now undergoing an MRI, according to Schefter with him. Luke Falk, though, uh, former Coug, now over there for the Jets and another former Coug, Gardner Minshew, uh, had a pretty successful first start. He played last week, started this week for the Jags with Nick Foles out um, yet another quarterback, starting quarterback that's out for at least a couple weeks and. Um, Fortunately, he didn't get away with the win. Uh, Lots of people still mad at Doug Marone out there. Just a bad situation in Jacksonville. Um, Yeah,
0: he's putting himself – honestly, I thought last year he should have – been fired. I thought that it was time to depart from Doug Marone. But you look at Gardner Minshew and the way that he played and and not putting the ball in his hands. I mean, I get it. It's kind of the same thing with Pete Carroll. Your philosophy is to run the football. You have Leonard Fournette. You have confidence in him. Obviously, they came up short, didn't work out, so people are angry. But Mm -hmm. Gardner Minshew at Stacey over these last two weeks has definitely shown promise and shown that he is not just some air raid quarterback from the Palouse having one great special year. He is a legitimate player in this league. And my, the thing that has been very impressive to me about Gardner Minshew is that not only has he been very efficient, but showing off his legs, showing that he can be uh, mobile and you know, it's not going to surprise me if Gardner Minshew becomes an NFL favorite very, very quickly. Oh,
1: already Ian Rappaport's obsessed with him. (laughs) He tweets out like 217 American flags every time he talks about Gardner Minshew. Um, (laughs) Maybe one of my favorite things, just just to close this out, to come from the season so far through just two weeks is the emergence of a lot of other young quarterbacks, though. Not not all totally young. I think Russell Wilson, uh, obviously in his, what, eighth or ninth season, year, continuing yeah. to, to prove that he's a staple there. But Patrick Mahomes kind of building on that MVP season. Dak Prescott with a good outing so far. Lamar Jackson just blowing it out of the water. Um, I think it's nice to see this kind of new era of quarterbacks um, start to flourish and to do so consistently at a time when you've got guys like Tom Brady, who's still great, right? Like the yeah. Patriots are certainly Super Bowl favorites, but but is entering his early 40s. And you know that eventually the Ben Roethlisberger's and the Drew Brees' And the Tom Brady's of the NFL are are gonna eventually age out. And I think it's I think it's actually pretty cool for NFL fans to have someone like Patrick Mahomes. Um obviously someone like Russell Wilson, but what's Lamar Jackson, you know, gonna be? Who who's Dak Prescott gonna be? So yeah. I think that batch of quarterbacks to me is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. That is it's you can start seeing this turn starting to happen. And obviously guys like Brady and Breeze and uh Rogers and roethlisberger they still have a lot of years left in them they still uh, you know brady he could go on forever it feels like breeze the same thing i yeah. mean i don't think that those guys i think their careers are going to come to an end in the next few, couple years uh roethlisberger is under a three-year extension i do see him fulfilling those three years but you are absolutely seeing a shift here uh, not just you know you have the brady's and breezes and all that but Man, you have to be very excited about the next generation ready to take over. You look, you you mentioned Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's see how long this streak can continue because mm-hmm. right now he looks real. He it's looks unreal. every bit of the player that you would only hope that he could have been from college in terms of being Michael Vick, but possibly even better. And uh, Dak Prescott. Under under uh, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, this offense looks like a juggernaut right now, and Dak is, is definitely playing his way into a big contract right now, putting Jerry Jones in a very difficult position. Uh, Russell Wilson, I believe... When it's all said and done, you have this turnover. Mm-hmm. I think that this conversation is going to be Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, in terms of who is number one and who's number two in in the future. And and Kyler Murray, you have to look at Kyler Murray and yeah. say, man, that this kid has has been playing very well. And you can't forget Deshaun Watson, who is a fun, mm-hmm. exciting player. And Houston has pieces around him now to help him be successful. So when you look at this overall, the the health of the quarterback position not just now, but in the future, is very, very bright.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Jake, what do Tim Tebow and Mike Leach have in common? Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you next on Seattle Sports at Night. Okay.
0: You're listening to Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacey Rost. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's
1: Seattle Sports at Night. I'm Seahawks insider Stacey Ross with Jay Keeps. Don't forget you can listen to our show via the 710 Sports app driven by your Puget Sound Acura dealer. Stacy,
0: I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Do you?
1: I thought this would be hair related. Oh, it could well, be. Well, now that you have yeah, a hairstyle. it
0: could be. Now that I have a hairstyle, that's literally all I think about now. I know. Say uh, Honestly, it's the worst thing in the morning. I hate it. I hate <laughs> Welcome it. Welcome to please. my life. Ugh. Now, like,
1: add like a million and five inches to your hair. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you.
0: Um. So... Do you go to the state fair? Do you go to the Piaf fair?
1: You know, I haven't in a while, but I used to really like it. Mm. Why do you ask, Jake?
0: It's disappointment. Well, we've just <laughs> we've just made it a tradition in our family to uh-huh. go every year. So nice. we've gone every year since Jackson was born, and it's it's been a blast. And we go there, uh, you know. And now we get to the point where Jackson actually can ride a lot of the little kid rides. Aww. I do have to say, though, it, it's that transition from you know being an adult without kids to now having a younger kid, Right. I didn't ride any rides and I was a little sad about it, but I did ride the kid rides with Jackson because okay. Jackson didn't want to go by himself. And there were a couple rides, however, that you couldn't see Jackson, but you could see me. <laughs> so Brooke was making fun of me because it looked like I was just the only person out on these little kid rides. Were there other
1: kids on the rides? Yes. Imagine the concerned parents be like, who is this? man
0: what is going on Get here him
1: out of that teapot
0: yes and then eventually you see jackson come out of it and not <laughs> just some strange creepy guy so i hope
1: brooke took a million and five photos where you can only see you tell me there's at least one i, I, I know so. there has i'll, to be I'll
0: ask her i'll ask her but Please uh, do. gosh it was it was a good time I, I, you should go you should i mean it's, i know it's last time
1: i went out there i went to watch carrie underwood with my sister we had like a sister Oof. date to the concert She's so, i love carrie man um you know, I'm I'm one of those people who um, I hung on to the kid rides for a little too long. You know, when there's a yeah. the kid that's like uh, a little too old yes. to be, you know, when they're like 12, 13. It's like,
0: hey, um, uh, you yeah. need to move hey, on. Hey,
1: loser, you need to get on the roller coaster. <laughs> I was the kid that just took a little too long. And um, yeah, so. Well, I can see why. They're, I had they're a hard time with fares. I love food, I love the food. The ride scared me.
0: The food is amazing. There was one ride that, I, honestly, I encourage Jackson to do everything. But there was one thing in particular that just I did not want him doing. He ended up doing it. But there's this little playhouse type thing. Yeah. And there's a ball pit. And that ball pit was disgusting. There's Think no, of all the kids that are in Yes. There. And they probably have never cleaned those. Absolutely in not. In all of the years that it's been there. No. It was... Oh, it since, was so since we were gross. kids going there, oh my gosh! I mean, immediately as he came out of there, uh, luckily we have, Brooke has hand sanitizer Dousing on our him. diaper bag, and I just doused the whole thing. But oh, that was the only that was the only thing I didn't enjoy. But other um, than that, we had a great time.
1: That's a nightmare situation. Um, let's. Uh, there's no smooth transition for this. Here's the deal. <laughs> uh, former college football star and current analyst Tim Tebow. Sounded off on a recent bill passed by the California Senate, Jake, um, that allows NCAA athletes to be to receive compensation, should they seek it, <clears throat> for their names, images, and likeness. So it does not require schools to pay athletes. It's not part of this deal. Okay. This deal just allows athletes to benefit from when their their jersey sales happen. Maybe they get a, a portion of it. Or if they're in a video game, they get a check because they're in a video game. Right. Um, as the law stands or as the NCAA bylaws stand in other states, like in the SEC, if you're in a video game, well, that's, that's, you don't own your name, image, and likeness. If you Correct. sell a jersey, well, that's our money. So Tim Tebow sounded off. This was what he had to say last week.
0: I feel like I have a little credibility and knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top-selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what what, what it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from. From us, from we, from my university, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college football and college sports special, to then, okay, it's not about us, it's not about we, it's just about me.
1: So last week we talked about that uh, with Tom Wassel. We were filling in for Bob Gross and Tom. And right. you and I were both kind of on the same page as far as, and Tom for that matter, as far as, you know what, I don't really see an issue with athletes benefiting from their names, images, and likeness should they choose to do that. Um it's not requiring schools to do anything except for making them able to essentially maybe regulate or make it more obvious something that's already there, right? Correct like it's no longer companies like bribing students. It's hey, we can openly have this contract that you sign and and you know the NCAA knows about it and and that's what that is. And uh, I think it's fine that Tim Tebow feels that way. Um,
0: but are you are you on board but- with that that they should not that they, No. It's basically like uh, this is your, you're on a scholarship, and the university, it is your obligation to let the university use your name and likeness in any way, shape, or form that they see fit because otherwise you're taking away from the game.
1: I still, I get what Tebow's saying about like when you start including, um, it's not including money because college football and basketball are already like a billion-dollar business. Correct. It's already a business. But the amateurism aspect that the NCAA has hung on to is what makes um, it different from the NFL. That being said, it's a billion-dollar business. Yeah, it is. And it's, I don't see why athletes can't at the very least benefit from – Uh, If you're a star running back, and that's the thing is Tebow's a quarterback, right? If you're a star running back, say you get injured in your senior season after you've put together a phenomenal campaign, then what?
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I look at this and say the premise of Tim Tebow, the reason why college football is so great, because of the pureness of it in this sense. The fact that it is about the school, it is about the alma mater. However, the part where this is a horrific take is the fact that when you look at a scholarship, And for all those saying, you know, oh, these guys shouldn't complain. They're exchanging for a scholarship. Yes, you are exchanging your play, Mm -hmm. your time, your effort, your every single day, your preparation in practice, the off seasons. All of those are in direct compensation for a scholarship. That's what you're giving to your university, your very best effort and your ability to play the game. That's what you're exchanged for. Not not for the university to use your name and likeness the way that they so please so that they can benefit and profit off of the individual player. That is not the part of the scholarship that is in exchange here. Let's just make that very clear. Mm-hmm. And so when it's using a likeness, a pure likeness of a jersey, right? My jersey was sold at yeah. BYU at Kansas uh, in, in direct uh, reflection of that. And the schools made money off of those. I didn't see a dollar of that. The thing is, is when you look at a a player, the scholarship means a lot. You're already sacrificing a lot for that scholarship. Mm -hmm. The other part of it, too, is when you talk about per diem, per month, that is to cover simply housing. That is to cover uh, maybe a a small amount of your meals. That does not cover really a true... I think people think
1: stipends that athletes get are like a ton of money. No,
0: it's not. And honestly, for players that I was fortunate enough to have... Honestly, uh, a family that could support me just mm-hmm. like Tim Tebow could. And honestly, my wife, when, when I got married, my wife worked a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So she could support us to pay bills, to pay uh, our, our rent, to pay Man, uh, for MVP, uh, it, it, That was the situation. We didn't have excess money to take care of those things and still live off of yep. that. So, as a college athlete, for those that are saying, "Oh, it would be too much money to get no, it would be the right amount, especially for those that cannot that have to provide for themselves and and are not in fortunate mm-hmm. situations. So, I think this is something that obviously you have to look at this conversation in a grand spectrum of how do you regulate it, how do you make sure that it doesn 't go uh, crazy in the sense that guys are just getting paid millions of dollars and there's a huge disparity between one player and the other." Yeah. Uh, but i do believe that this is the right direction and tim Tebow, to say that this should not be happening i think he is very very far off and i do think that this is the new direction the ncaa college football fans everybody needs to do that you can have a differing opinion i'm not saying you can you don't you can't have a differing opinion but the reality is is that this is where the direction that it's going and let's figure out the best solution possible uh, to, to make this all work. That's where I am firmly on that side of it.
1: So Mike Leach had some more to add. I'm going to get into that next on Seattle Sports at Night.
0: You're listening to Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacy Ross. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: It's Seattle Sports at Night. I'm Seahawks Insider Stacey Ross here with Jake Heaps. Brooke Heaps coming through. Sent a video of Jake. (laughs) Obviously, I can't play it for you guys. I keep pushing him to post it on Twitter. At JTHeaps9? No. No? No. At JTHeaps.
0: Because you know what I know is going to happen is that you, Taylor Jacobs, and Boy Howdy are going to use that content.
1: 500%.
0: As you have all these other ridiculous gifs that you've been putting out and use it to my disadvantage. Yes. Okay? And um, yeah, it is gifs. What did I just say? Gifs? I don't gifts. know. Yeah, it's gift. And, and so anyways, I I know better. I know better not to let you do Why get don't your hands you just trust material. us? Why
1: don't you trust that we're good friends and why don't you just send me the video?
0: Because when you've been burned one too many times, <laughs> you lose that trust, Stacy Ross. Like that's just
1: Jake, simple. you were so like <laughs> like when you got here, it was like, you know, I'm going to be a friend to everyone and now this is how I know you're one of us. It's like a, like a kind of flinch reaction of like, oh, no, what are they going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. What prank did they pull now? Yeah,
0: we, we have gotten through the, hey, let's <clears throat> be nice to everybody phase. Oh, yeah. I miss that phase. Everybody was so nice. Now yeah. everybody just wants to you know make fun of me.
1: Jake had, uh, boy, howdy, me, and Taylor Jacobs have been tweeting out GIFs we created of Jake from a 2009 video. Yes. And there's a, <clears throat> a GIF that.
0: <laughs> Sports stars of tomorrow. Jake. <laughs> you can't even get through it all right It's Jake it was-
1: sitting on the bleachers by himself and I wanted to screenshot it and make it the desktop wallpaper of every single 710 oh ESPN gosh. monitor you in know, this building You know
0: uh, when you I might still when do you it. look through that it's honestly like they actually whoever was producing that sat there and said you know what this is going to be an amazing shot This, this is, <laughs> is going to be a great shot. And what were they thinking?
1: I don't know man uh, you should have asked them that. Look, guys, normally we'd get into big if true now, but here's the deal. Our big if true was kind of ruined um, by Adam Schefter because uh, Benjamin Albright was saying the Seahawks were a leader to land cornerback Minka Fitzpatrick. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick has since been acquired by the Steelers for presumably, well, first-round pick for sure.
0: Yes. Uh, It
1: remains to be seen whether it's top 15, top 10. I don't know. We'll well, see about that. Well, obviously
0: that's going to depend on how the Steelers' season goes, uh, you know, obviously. But when you look at this, uh, they – it was more than just a first-round pick. They uh, they exchanged quite a well, quite a few mm-hmm. um, in terms of. The, I think they exchanged a player and they exchanged uh, two more two more picks oh, back and forth. So it was a, a it was a bigger trade than just a first rounder. So
1: um so instead we're going to continue our conversation because a there's some sound from Mike Leach that I'm going to play in in just five seconds and b. Um, you don't often get to have this conversation with a former college player. I think it's interesting insight. It's why even though I disagree with Brock Heward, I really appreciate his insight on it because he's a former college player and it's completely fair to feel differently um about the game that you love. I think that's what, what makes it so great. Yeah. So let's first play this sound from Mike Leach. Uh well I I think there's a lot of stuff and I'll let the lawyers kind of flesh that out, but um, I do think if everybody's not given the, uh, you know, if everybody's not, uh, um, in other words, if you create a recruiting advantage uh, beyond what already exists, I think it's going to be very difficult. I think there will be a huge imbalance and you'll destroy college football, and I think they ought to be very careful of that. So that's Leach responding to what we introduced last segment in our conversation, which was that bill in California that was passed, its Fair Pay to Play Act, which would allow athletes to benefit uh, financially from their own names, images and likeness. It does not require schools to pay athletes, but it does allow them to seek endorsements, for instance, or sell autographs or, um, you know, benefit from a jersey sale or something. Um, So Tim Tebow, not for this, says it uh, ruins the concept of college football. And it, it introduces this concept that doesn't make it fair for everyone. Mike Leach says it would absolutely give schools in the Pac-12 a recruiting advantage because students could make money going to those schools and that would be unfair. The way I think about it, and I'll let you sound off because I think your opinion, A, matters more and, and B, is a bit more interesting here. But I think that with amateurism, it is all or nothing. If, yeah. if there is anything, if athletes have $1, it's no longer amateurism. That being said, I don't think you need amateurism as it's defined now by the NCAA to keep the product that you have.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, here's the thing. I go back and forth. I know that there is a Pandora's box when you do this. When you open this up. For sure. There is a whole nother realm of regulations that you need to figure out exactly what does it look like Uh, because if you just open this up it will be a wild wild west so let's play it from the standpoint of now athletes can seek endorsements Mm -hmm. athletes can you know be paid for autographs and you've got star
1: athletes getting paid when other athletes are not
0: correct so that's where it kind of opens it up to and and you obviously have big money boosters you have you have a lot that plays into this where there can be a very big difference between the star player of your team and the low man on the totem pole. And so now it takes away from the amateurism part of it. You obviously could have players that are distracted from the sense of they're more worried about trying to seek endorsement opportunities than they are playing the game. So from that standpoint, I get the pureness discussion Mm -hmm. and trying to keep everything fair and equal. What I don't agree with is the fact that uh, a university should be able to use a player's uh, likeness however they so choose and please. I believe that it is one of those things that a, a player should have the ability to make money off of that. When the NCAA is a billion, multiple billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. to me, there isn't that doesn't jive There's right with There's an inconsistency. Exactly. So whether you want to up, the stipend amount for every every player, uh, by a little bit of by a little bit, I, I'm talking about a couple thousand dollars would go a long way for any college student. Mm-hmm. Not thousands and thousands of dollars, but even just a couple thousand. I, I I believe that that part of it is the right direction to go, and and there is going to have to be new regulations to make sure that this is a process that a- college athletes do not get lost in. Yeah. And and so the, I don't have all the answers. I just know that the right way to go about this is to, for example, Zion Williamson. The There was a camera that was actually dedicated to him. Zion cam, y'all. Yeah. The, the Zion cam was real. And it was there following him every single step. And Duke benefited off of that player <laughs> in a major way. Duke should have... Um, you know, Zion should have been able to profit from a lot of the money that was being made off of his name. And like I said before, the argument here is not name and likeness is part of the scholarship. No, your efforts, your, the scholarship is an exchange for your services as a player, the hard work that you put in in practice and in the games, not for your likeness. And that's the part where I do believe that there is something I don't know what the answer is, but there needs to be something that needs to go in the right direction for athletes in college to be able to benefit from those types of things.
1: But see, that's why I like this answer, because I think that a big mistake that folks that college football has been making with this conversation, the NCAA, that is, has been making with this conversation is just because you don't have the answer, just because getting to an answer is difficult and you're probably going to get the wrong answer the first couple of times doesn't mean that you abandon the quest for an answer. Correct. There is clearly, clearly a big, big inequality and inequity concerns with college football. The vast majority of players do not become pro- but there are a lot of players that help their schools make a lot of money. Correct. And the, schools spend a lot of money to with that, right? They spend yes. millions on uh, new stadiums on fancy locker rooms supporting other programs. Yes. Um, and I think that a mistake would be to say, well, you know, it's, it's just messy. We don't want to get into it, so we're not going to do it. The, 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 World of college football now no longer allows for you to make that excuse in good faith.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting text that we're getting here from the 206. If they get paid, then they should have to play for their education or take away all scholarships. To me, that is ridiculous. That, also, is, a, that is a ridiculous take. When you talk about, again, you come back to this thought of your, your efforts in terms of your play yeah. is the exchange for your scholarship. It is not for your likeness. So why, 206, would you be mad at an athlete getting paid not from the university and taking away money from the university to uh, put money into facilities, put money into education, put money into uh, supporting other programs like they normally do, but for an athlete to benefit outside of that with their own image and likeness? To me, that, there is zero reason for that. And also, they will not, unless you're, unless you're a Tim Tebow of college football, you would not make the type of money to be able to pay for your education. So uh, I I I think that when you're texting that in, you're not looking at this from from the right point of view. We're getting a
1: little too anecdotal with it when Correct. we do that. Well, I had to pay to go to college, and I was blah blah blah. And I'm not saying that 206 that that's your their, your point here that it's anecdotal. But uh, these, if you're a college athlete, especially at like think like Bama or whatever, you are making a ton of money for your school. Why does it need to be totally fair? Like, why does it need to be like, well, you should be just like every other student here? Is every other student helping your school make millions of dollars?
0: Right. That's true. It, it is very true. So when you look at it from that aspect, it, it's not all fair. And that's why I think the the hypocrisy of college football is, although Tim Tebow is talking about it from a purist standpoint, there are other people making millions upon billions of dollars off of these players and their image and likeness. And to me, there, there is something there that has to be done. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't know what the answer is, but this this passing this of of this bill in California is the step in the right direction. And there's going to have to be regulations that get figured out along the way, but this is progression.
1: Man, I could talk about this all day, but we're not. We're going to take your questions. Uh, text those questions in anything you want to ask. To the Coors Light text line 710710. That's next on Seattle Sports at Night.
0: Live from the Alaska Airlines Studio, this is Seattle Sports at Night with Curtis Rogers, Jake Heaps, and Stacey Rost on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: Welcome back into Seattle Sports at Night. Send those text questions in right now. We're closing out the show with Ask Us Anything. Anything you want to ask, Coors Light text line seven 710- ten. 7, 10. Jake from the 509. How bad? Well, actually, no. Both of us. How bad do you guys want to see John Ursua catch a football from Russell? For me, it's right up there with Ziggy Onza taking a snap or two.
0: Yeah, I would say so, too. Uh, so bad. I want to see John Ursua get out there, catch a pass, because I do believe that this guy can be dynamic. I think that he can really work the middle of the field, and be a very, very good, reliable target for Russell Wilson now and in the future. So it'll be interesting to see how this year progresses. Obviously, you have to like what you saw from Malik Turner. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he, he had a great game. Uh, He did some really nice things. DK Metcalf coming in a big way. It'll be interesting, Stacey, when David – David Moore comes back.
1: Which could potentially be this week. I don't think it will be, but potentially. I, I,
0: I don't believe it will either, but what does his role become? Because yeah. he certainly will not. I will be furious if he replaces DK Metcalf out there at X. That's not going to happen, right? So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the move that they make. Corresponding move. Because I don't see them keeping seven receivers on this roster. I believe they have seven because the fact that David Moore is out. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with
1: that. Uh... What did you want to be when you were little?
0: Um I wanted to be
1: Did you always want to be a football player? See,
0: that that's the boring thing is I really wanted to be a professional athlete. Um Jake, and football come on, very man. early on. But okay, uh, what the about other besides the, that. The other thing that I really wanted to be is I wanted to be a superhero. Jake. Desperately wanted to be a superhero. How
1: old were you? I hope fifteen.
0: I Young, I was young. Okay, okay. I w- I was a child. Which
1: superhero were you like modeling? Was it dark, like Batman? Were you watching Batman? Yeah, like, I, would, I can't wait. It was a, it to was a lot sad. of Batman, Spider
0: Man. Okay. Um, I would say that those were probably the two that I emulated the most. Uh, there was a Ninja Turtle phase in there as well. Yeah, but I'd say Batman and Spider Man were the strongest.
1: Mine are, mine are really boring, but kind of in a sad way. Okay, uh, there were three things I wanted to be. I wanted to be a waitress. I used to uh, come up with like uh, menus, like diner menus. And yeah. I would fill, like as a kid, and I would fill our coffee pot with Pepsi or Coke. Ooh. And then I would I would refill uh, coffee mugs for people. And it was like, really nice. like that would be a depressing diner. Like, hey, welcome in. That was me waitressing. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be a teacher. I would make my sister and her friend like sit through lessons uh-huh. that I would give them. They were wow. really mad about it. Uh, and then I wanted to be an Egyptologist.
0: See that to me, that's actually pretty cool.
1: I really, really I was obsessed with Egypt cool. and the Mayans. So
0: did you like the movie like the mummy?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. There are some problematic <laughs> moments now, but when it first came out I was like, yeah, let's you know, do this. Do you
0: know what Jackson wants to be?
1: What? A mummy? No. Oh. A superhero.
0: No, he wants to be a cook. Oh I don't I have no yeah. idea where this came from, but he wants to be a cook. So randomly he'll you know at uh at my in-laws house they have like a kitchenette type of setup and uh he cooks for everybody
1: from the 253 is dk metcalf living up to the hype
0: yep i would say so, so. i i think he's living up to the hype now the hype uh it, it really li- i think exceeding the hype would be for him to be getting multiple hundred yard gains uh and and uh you know multiple touchdowns all that but right now i think he's absolutely living up to the hype and being the type of player that we all hoped he could be.
1: Um, what do you miss most about your childhood? Uh, not worrying about bills ever.
0: Yeah, that's definitely bills
1: one. suck. <laughs> <laughs> they are
0: adulting having the adult worst. problems suck. Yeah. I think just being able to just play around with your friends and not have Aww. any care in the world. I think that that. Probably is what I miss about. The I miss eating
1: most. whatever I wanted.
0: Ooh, that's a and good. And
1: not one. worrying about it. Not that's, thinking twice about it. Do you a, want an entire jar of pickles? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you want an entire bag of white chocolate chips? Yup. Both of them. That's back a, to back.
0: That's a good one. Also, Summers. Summers as a kid were summers the best. Were great. Now parents probably hated them, but yeah. they were the best.
1: Man, I miss it. Um, favorite sports movie from the two five three. Oh, from the 509. Chef Jackson, of course.
0: (laughs) Yes, there we go. Uh, I would say. I would say Remember the Titans is up there for me. Yeah, that's the thing. Absolute classic. It's hard to get any better of a sports movie than Remember the Titans.
1: There's some funny ones like Blades of Glory. Oh, yeah. Alladega Knights. Speaking of. Basically, the the Will Ferrell ones. Pretty solid. But as far as like a a tearjerker heart wrencher. Yeah, it's got to be. Remember the Titans.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it's so good. So good.
1: Um, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? I already know. Yeah, I feel like we've had a version of this question. We, we have. Yes. You're going to say you broke your leg on a punt return?
0: No, being Pick. the punter. Being
1: the punter. <laughs>
0: being the punter. <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> thanks. Yeah, that's rough. thanks. Appreciate that. that. Is yeah, trying to make a tackle. Rough. Never ever. Again. Nope,
1: nope. And mine is going to be uh, dislocating my elbow, playing The Floor is Lava. Same answers. Wait, playing what? The Floor is Lava. Oh. Haven't you ever played The Floor is Lava? Yes,
0: I have. I've just never injured myself playing that.
1: Well, someone was carrying me. There was some kind of rule that we were following with it. So someone was carrying me, and someone else was on his back. Uh-huh. So he was just carrying too many people. He tripped up. We all fell forward, and I reached out and extended my arm, and the weight of three people <laughs> fell on me. Oh. Uh, I was nineteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were? Ne-
1: I was nineteen.
0: You should have left that out.
1: there. I know.
0: Nineteen playing.
1: It was part of Hot a. Lava? It was like an ice. It's the floor is lava. It was part of an icebreaker. It was like some kind of group activity. Um, I ended up popping it back in myself on accident. It was incredibly painful. I hated it. Do not recommend it. Uh, What are you superstitious about? Do you get Uh, nervous if you see, like, a black cat?
0: No, 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 no. Do you walk uh, under ladders? No, I would say when I was playing football, I was very, very superstitious. Very superstitious. Like, I had to put on my – I had a routine in terms of how I put on uh, my gear uh, for every game the soundtrack the the playlist that I had. Yeah. Like it all had to oh. go together while I was putting stuff on. Like yeah. I put my pants on to a certain song. See or, my
1: working theory is that athletes are that. among the most superstitious people. We are. We are. Yes. We
0: are a creature of habit.
1: Yep. If it works, it works. You got a routine. I still Yes. Anytime superstitious, probably an athlete. Um someone said that we're insane because the best sports movie is very obviously uh, Rudy. Yeah. I've never seen Rudy. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: you, you got to see that. But I, I think Rudy's a great, great sports movie. I remember the Titans to me, without a doubt.
1: From the 509, 19, was that like last month or something? You're sweet.
0: Oh, good <laughs> one. Thank you, Thank one. you so that much. That sounds like a joke that Stacy would throw at me.
1: I actually texted it in myself <laughs> 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 under the table. 19, <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh, you sound like 22. Wow. Um. From the two-five-three, who do you think will be the surprise superstar of the season? Uh, DK Metcalf isn't a surprise. No. Russell Wilson isn't a surprise. It's got to be someone who's a surprise. Do you think Will Disley? I would count that as a surprise.
0: Well, yeah, possibly. I mean, he did have a great game. He was uh, five catches on five targets for fifty yards. If yeah. he continues to Two be used, touchdowns. if he continues to be used in the fashion that he was, I, I think that he could have a huge, huge season. Uh, um,
1: Man, this is tough. What about Rashad Penny? He could be a surprise. He
0: could be. I, I think it would be a welcome deal. I think that for all those Rashad Penny haters, uh, it it would be more of an expectation than it would be surprise. Maybe, What about possibly, Michael Kendricks? Yeah, Michael Kendricks. I was going to even throw out maybe... Shaquille Griffin. There you go. Shaquille Griffin, a guy who I've been extremely hard on this whole offseason. Yeah. He could potentially have a uh, breakout year so far. So far in two games, he's played pretty well.
1: I don't mind that. I predicted uh, Trey Flowers getting an interception in the first game. My prediction did, did not work out, but I still think that despite some, some early struggles – he really did improve week over week last year, and I, I still am very curious to see where that takes him. Uh, Jake, you said you wanted to be a superhero when you were little. From the 253, what would your superpower be? Although I'm going to answer also, even though I wanted to be a waitress.
0: Okay. Um, superpower.
1: Get creative with it. Flying. You can't fly. Everyone's going to notice you're flying. True. Where does flying really get you and then it would be that dis- you want It be? would be a
0: complete distraction. My life would never be the same. An
1: incredibly overrated superpower.
0: Mm. I think probably
1: Regeneration Cool But kind of boring You yeah. outlive everyone you know You're basically a vampire
0: Right yeah, That would be difficult I would say maybe invisibility
1: Ooh There's so many
0: conversations That I would love to
1: But would you though Hear Because it's kind of like Knowing the, the Like the fortune Like if you could know Everything that anyone said about you Sure I would. I don't know that I'd want to know all
0: of it Ooh You know teleportation Like the movie Jumper Ooh
1: yeah That's a good one That's a really good one Yeah Think That's of the money you are saving on airfare alone. 100%. That's a great one. No
0: wasted time. I could be a heck of a robber if I wanted to be. Yep. I mean, could I'm not
1: advocating me. for anyone to commit crime, but, no. but you could do it with that skill. You know what, Jake? I think you found one of the best superpowers. Thank you. That's got to be that. it. Yeah, I got it. I concur. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. I think we ended on a very strong note. Very strong. Very strong. You guys came through on the Coors Light text line. Love it, as We appreciate always. you
0: guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in, always.
1: Yes, thank you so much for listening tonight. It was a fun show, Jake. He's Jake Heaps. I'm Stacey Ross. This is Seattle Sports night on 710 ESPN Seattle.